Hello and welcome to the Good Boys Gone Bland Haunted Holiday Hotel. We hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 4, Episode 3, Halloween, 1978. Uh, this is Denali. I'm Denali. <laughs> I am Denali. Um, yeah. And I'm Brian. I'm Jace. Oh, you guys sound so much cooler than I sound. I always get so nervous. Yeah, well, that, that comes with years of practice. I mean, starting off this sandwich, um, you have to have a lot of confidence, you know, coming right out of the gate. I guess I'm kind of like meat. Am I? Am I? I'm kind of the meat in the sandwich. You're, you're kind of the meat, but then Jace is a closer. So like the opener and the closer has so much responsibility in a show. Uh, so as the, as the opener, do you see yourself yeah. as like the bottom piece of bread or like the top yeah. piece of bread? Mm, you know what? Probably Ooh. the bottom because the tongue hits that first, right? Unless you kind of like, do you do you flop your tongue on top of the the top bread when you eat the sandwich? I I put my bite. tongue flat yeah. on whatever I'm biting, <laughs> so I taste everything. And actually, I lick and bite at the same time. Sometimes I, I like, just, I just uh, eat my sandwiches uh, like vertically. Like if you turn them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't. I don't have to choose one ingredient over the other. Like you know. Yeah, I have never eaten a sandwich whole. I always take off the top piece of bread, eat the piece of bread, yeah. and then eat the lettuce. Mm -hmm. It's really hard with melts. Wait, because you so have you to eat pick, it top down? You have to pick all the cheese off of whatever it's been melted on and eat that individually. So that's interesting. So you're, you're kind of looking straight down at the sandwich. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this layer by layer. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they make sandwiches for people who eat like that? Like, would they have they to do? Pick? And it's just, it's just a sandwich. Like a Subway sandwich, like on a stand. So it's kind of like the Saturn V and you kind of eat it straight, going straight down for people who eat sandwiches like that. <laughs> you could make a, um, you remember those ice creams with the tube and the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the thing push in the pops. Middle? Yeah. You could make a sandwich push pop. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh oh, Jace. We're getting into good idea territory. Uh oh. <laughs> Dude, I would fuck with Subway push pops. You know, they give it to you and it's like refrigerated and you're on the, you're, you're running. You know, you're on the run and you got like a foot long and a push pop thing and you kind of pop out whatever amount of sandwich you need. Boop. Got a little Subway sandwich. That's OK. Don't need to finish it, though, because push it back in. It's kind of like. Oh, so wait, are you are you talking about like like uh, literally you're on a run like you're jogging yeah. subway on the go, you know, he's, or you're like skateboarding. Then now he's late to something. <laughs> he goes to subway. <laughs> he's probably late because he went to subway. But he has to explain that to like how to put the sandwich in a push pop. Or like, you know, sometimes you don't want to eat a whole because you unwrap a Subway sandwich and that's like you got to eat it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't just like push a little bit out like a like Chipotle, you know, Chipotle. Can you do what? Can you do it again? You push can't a put, little you, bit out. Yeah, I'm just kind of doing the, the jingle for for Subway push outs. Mm. Push outs. Subway push outs. So it's like, a, well, OK, you can have like a Subway secret menu, kind of like in and out where you can you can be like. Could I have a Subway push out circumcised? And that's like where they take just kind of rip the top bread off. So you don't have to. Yeah. 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 There's no end. Half carb version. <laughs> if you don't want. Yeah. Half carb. So there's no end pieces. <laughs> it's not on the menu, but it's kind of like all the employees like know what you're talking about. It's not unofficial, you know? Huh. So Subway hit me up. I know. 
Whoa. Okay. I know you need new ideas. Hit us up. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what? Third each, but he's got the nah, naming conventions. I've got the push. <laughs> yeah, you did. You got I'll the mechanic, Jace. Jace, you're you're our engineer on this podcast, so like you're gonna have to work out the dynamics. You know, are you gonna have to like you know oil up the the push pop to kind of have the sandwich slide out nice and clean? Yeah, if you want sauce on your sandwich, they're gonna coat it yeah. inside the tube, whatever you're gonna get in, and then they have a device. To, uh, yeah. they, ha they have to make the sandwich normally so this is a really yeah. high waste operation and then they have to punch <laughs> down through the sandwich to get you one layer of your push sandwich and then they gotta do it again well that's nice because it might if they just make normal bread then like it yeah. automatically solves the crust problem yeah oh interesting yeah I think another option maybe you can invest in with the, with the subway push pops is like velocity like can you how, like can you really fire that sucker like if you like put extra toaster? oil like boom like you know and let's say a fireman he's he's running to rescue a fire and he's like oh i'm hungry and he's slowing down and then a subway worker comes out slurp shoots the the you know missile out and then uh the fireman eats it real fast and saves the day welcome to kiro Anything. news at 1 a.m 12 people have died eating subway pushouts while running <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect esophagus size if you don't chew it is someone gonna hijack a train with like a subway push out like in a t-shirt gun <laughs> he's like oh you guys stand the fuck back i'm gonna shoot a nasty cold cut combo straight down your throats if anyone fucking gets up it's probably like one of the more harmless things you could do with a t-shirt gun it's more harmless than an actual t-shirt Dude, I would eat an entire t-shirt before I eat a single cold cut combo from Subway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That fake nasty baloney made of all horse meat. Don't step <laughs> on a possible sponsorship deal. I would love to bathe in a tub of meatballs from Subway. Yeah. Plus, Yo, we, yeah. we all have something that a memory that most people don't have in America. Because we have a memory of the six dollar oh six dollar foot longs any yeah. any any select sandwiches that qualify in alaska yeah right so like our local commercials in alaska uh everything was kind of like always more expensive right but they had to redo the five dollar foot long jingle for alaska yeah. and they had to like dub over it and say six dollar pretty nice yeah, and they that it was only one dollar more yeah they yeah or they can say Maybe I'm going to eat some profits here and, you know, maybe like treat Alaskans like everybody else. I actually heard all, uh, somewhere that they sell all their sandwiches at a loss and they make all their money um, from the chips. That's not true. <laughs> Only the cookies. <laughs> How cheap do you think they get chips for? <laughs> it's all air, dude. 60% air. You, you ever sell something at 60% air? 60% air, 100% profit. Why do you think fucking air mattresses are such a big business? Anyway, they're not. They're... <laughs> I'm sure uh, everyone's tuned out by now. But if you're still with us, uh, we are good boys gone bland. Uh, we are a podcast that watches 10 movies of a single actor or subject um, and basically reviewing them until they go bland. Bland. We are currently in the haunted holiday hotel. We've taken a vacation to this hotel and we are watching um, movies that uh, that are horror movies that pertain to a specific holiday. 
Um, this week we're doing our second uh, run around Halloween. Uh, we were what we watched the literal Halloween movie. Um, how are you guys feeling? Are you guys getting in the mood for spooky season? By the time this airs, spooky season will have happened. Um, but it has not happened in in this time frame. Trying to figure out who I'm going to be for Halloween. We've we, we've got ours figured out. We got it figured out. Uh, we're going low cost because right like during the pandemic, we're not going to go to some big dance or anything like that. We're actually going to go out of town that weekend and go camping sort of. So like we don't want to spend money. I'll spend maybe 20, 30 bucks, but like I want to buy a bunch of costumes. So we're going to do something kind of funny. Sexy's kind of know. out of the options Sexy... because you're going to be camping, right? You can't, you know. Right. Well, right. Well, also, sexy is kind of going down, you know, like, so yeah. my thought is like ironic sexy is funny. Like, so we're going to do the That's lion, bad. the witch yeah. in the wardrobe. Like, I'm just going to wear like 30 layers. I'm going to wear like everything I own. And my oh, dog, nice. That's my good. dog has a lion's mane like thing. Nice. Julie, nice. Julie's going to be the witch. But I was oh, thinking great, for a while yeah. to do like a, like a, like a, actually trying to make like a cardboard wardrobe and look like an armoire. You know, like a dresser. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, takes some work. And then I thought maybe I could be like a sexy wardrobe. Oh, yeah. And like, I turned my, you know, uh, knobs into something else and things like that. <laughs> but that's just some a level of craftsmanship that I don't quite have. I can like sew and stuff. Yeah. And I usually make my own costumes, but uh, I'm not ready for it. That's a great idea, dude. I, I freaking love it. Jace, do you have any costume? Do you have any good costumes you're, you're doing this year? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wear one of the Squid Game helmets with a circle uh, as a oh, crotch nice. helmet. Yeah, it'll be sexy Squid Game. <laughs> is that no. is that is that sexy? Depends on who you ask. Anyone at my house on Halloween? No, probably probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Some very random forums on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, considering how thirsty everyone is for, like, the runner guy of Squid Game, I think it's already uh, sexy Squid Game. I think it's already there. So I think the trick is to make it not sexy Squid Game. Oh. Uh, so, J Jace, did you, uh, you texted me, and you said you might have an activity for us. Uh, did you want to do that now? Uh, sure. Are, are we ready? Or do you, okay. Please tell yeah. me it's not improv. I think Please ready. tell me it's not improv. It's, it's, it's marginally <laughs> improvisation. You don't have to act as Ooh, anybody. Okay. But I okay, was okay. thinking we could um, we could make our own holiday horror uh, for ourselves oh. with yeah, the yeah. twist that like, um, you know, sometimes on on uh, Reddit threads, somebody says it's like a question like name a superpower and then I'll give it a shitty like a <laughs> shitty activation feature. Right. So you could come up with what you would be if you were the killer in a holiday horror and then you get to pick maybe like your power Ooh. and you get to pick like your weapon or how you'd kill people. And then the other two of us get to give it a really dumb clause. Oh, yes. OK, I love it. That's about as far as I got. Um, we could also just yeah. do it. We could also just do it like uh, we go down location, theme, murderer and do good, good, bad, good, good, bad and just rotate. Well, do we want to just start from the top on January uh, for New Year's? So, so Ryan's going to say the concept, the killer and stuff, and we're going to add stipulations to it. Yeah. Me yeah. and Jace. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Ryan, go ahead. So um, it's a movie about Arbor Day. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the killer is a, like a lumberjack who Ooh. Like, has a chainsaw and he's cutting down youths. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Stipulation. Um, it could only be youths who are playing like a tree in a school play. <laughs> the costume has to be on, of course. It's this trigger. Oh. What's the backstory? So, um, he was he was doing a school play, um, and then like he was like the lead, and one of like the tree kids pulled his pants down, and everyone laughed at him, and he was so pissed he went to an insane asylum. And then now he breaks out and watches school plays all the way to completion. Sometimes there's not like a, there's not always a tree, so he just kind of leaves. But then if there is, oh man, he revs that thing up and kills him. Wow. Wow. Jace? I, <laughs> I'm not really sure I can add another stipulation to that. <laughs> no, that's pretty specific. <laughs> what do Jace, we... do, Jace, do you have an idea on how we might stop this psychopathic child yeah. killer? Oh, there's obviously a teacher that's like, we've got to stop the Arbor Day play. <laughs> and then the principal's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We can't stop the Arbor Day play. It's a city tradition. And then they do stop it. But then the yeah. kids are like, let's put it on in the forest. Oh, shit. Oh, that's oh, he's going to go nuts in there. The forest is fair game. He's going to be so busy sawing all the trees that eventually he's just going to start earning a wage. And then they fix the problem. Okay, guys. So I actually went. I went fishing today, and the spot I go to, it's like not a very long walk, but it's a very short walk, maybe a couple hundred yards through the woods, like on a very yeah. narrow path. And I was the only one there today, and it was very windy, and it's okay. fall right now, and the leaves are all like falling and rustling and stuff like that. And man, did I feel like I was getting stalked! Like I, I was looking over my shoulder. I was even holding my pole like behind me so that if anybody tried to yeah. like sneak up on me, it would be more difficult. Mm, yeah, I think maybe. So I've watched 15 horror movies so far this fall. Jesus Christ. So I think maybe it's getting to me a little bit like I did not expect to be. I don't know. I didn't expect to be actually scared, but I guess I'm a little bit of a wuss. That's why I like the movie so much. No, I feel that, dude. So you're you're worried about a tree killer coming for you. Yes, like this was this would be like somebody hanging out in the woods. Probably make up flannel. A, yeah, can we make up a name real quick? Yeah. Arbor Day play. You know, the, that would be I've got a sick idea for a kill in the woods. The dude digs yeah, a yeah. hole that's like deep enough for your foot to fall in. So you fall uh -huh. in and like twist your ankle and you've obviously got to oh. push yourself off of that. And he's pre-cut a tree on the side and he pushes it over and it oh, <laughs> damn. and it just crushes whoever fell yeah. into the hole. That's Damn, nice. that's That'd be, good, dude. Yeah. So we can just probably call it Arbor Day. Like, there's probably not another. Yeah. <laughs> probably just, okay. All right, that was good, Ryan. Uh, Jace, do you want to hit us with a holiday? You could, it could be a mainstream or obscure. I think I just forgot every holiday. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Denali, you go. Okay, I'll, I'll do. I'll do a holiday. Hmm. What about Easter? Okay. That's good. Okay, we don't have to make it about Jesus. <laughs> We're trying to make oh, money from God, this movie. I'm going rabbit. I'm going straight rabbit. Yeah, I'm going straight rabbit. The costume is a rabbit? Is it a person or okay. is it an animal? Like some weird... Oh, oh, it's a guy who gets bitten by a radioactive rabbit while on an egg hunt. He reaches his hand in a hole and the rabbit bites him and he slowly turns into a rabbit. Kind of like the fly. But a big one. Okay. Okay, and so then... here's the catch. He can only eat kids who are dressed as carrots in school plays. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. No, that's a good stipulation. 
but how is he gonna buy tickets if he's Ooh, I don't he, think I don't think people check rabbits at the door for tickets. He um, if it wasn't related to uh, the school play, it could be yeah. the killer of this could be uh, attracted to houses where the kids don't find every egg. Oh, yeah. Oh. So you, you have to find eggs. And then maybe he like he might go around and like plant like a bunch of Easter eggs around like a yard or something oh. and then leave a note like, yeah, fuck, yeah, with fucked up stuff in it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, screw you, dude. In that note. Oh, that's what the note says? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, it's a funny limerick, like, in Mind Blowing Valentine. Okay, I think we got a winner. Uh, what, what should we call it? Easter. Yeah, Easter, yeah, Easter's, <laughs> Easter's good. Um, <laughs> Easter's a good name. Okay. Easter 1978. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a retro. Everyone loves retro horror now. Okay. Jace, just just say a holiday. Anything. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Oh, Ooh, that's a good that's one, good. Jace. That's good. Okay. All right. What's uh what's the killer? Um it is uh one of those serving ladies, the the leader hosed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super strong server women who could carry like like the Olgas, the Yeah, 40 yeah, liters of un- beer. Unfortunately, the 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 genderized term for that would be like barmaid. Oh yeah, or bar maiden, hmm. or bar bro, or or just well, right. Bar- saying, yeah. yeah, in this case, the genderized form. Okay, yeah. All right. So what's the what's the story with it with this? Uh... Well, let's see. They would have to have some vendetta against people drinking at an Oktoberfest, or like. Yeah. No, Jason's got to do it. Jason's yeah, got to yeah. do it, Ryan. I think they kill with poison. Oh. And um. Thriller. Uh. Shit. I don't know. That's. I'm kind of drawing yeah, a blank we'll here. Yeah. Okay, so if he put it's having a slasher where they only kill with poison is gonna is gonna well, be okay. They, not get, as, they they use some poison, you know, like as, some, as part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining yeah. that that's when, a, when people are onto them, they kill them or like they, to yeah. get in the disguise in the first place, they kill some person and take their clothing. Yeah, yeah actually, that can just be the location. It could be a normal person that you know for some reason is killing people at an, a large Oktoberfest event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay, stipulation. Uh, they only kill people who are coming in 10 minutes before close. Oh, they're just doing their whole doing team a favor. <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing what every service worker wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could imagine a scene where, um, you know, like some, someone's like drunk on like an Oktoberfest. He's like, he's like wandering around and she comes up behind him with a big old glass beer mug and it's like cracks him with it. You know, it's like dun dun. You know, that'd be pretty creepy. Oh, or like an idle hands when he takes the bottle and shoves it in Seth Green's head. Like, oh, they she sharpens the glass edge on the stein and like oh, literally impales his yeah. skull with it and takes it out. And there's like a chunk remaining in the stein. Pretty stylized. Yeah. Does she she should she wear a mask or like a disguise? Maybe like a, maybe like a big old pretzel. I'm a, kind of a, a giant pretzel ball. Well, isn't the barmaid thing like a disguise itself already? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's a motive. If they're here to kill a specific person, well, no, you said they're ki- they're not going to yeah. be able to kill many people if they're just killing people that show up ten minutes before close. Oh yeah, because the, those people by themselves. Stay, those oh. people stay later. Yeah, you know they wander mm-hmm. home and they don't make it home. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. How about happen. she she impales a guy with a with a giant stale pretzel stick? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, they have the the nail game. 
at um at a lot of do you know the name of it no i don't i don't think i know the nail game they uh you put you you hammer a nail in and then uh yeah. into a stump and then everyone takes turns trying to bash the nail into the stump with like one hit with their hand with a hammer with a hammer oh jesus okay okay so there, that could be something um, there are a lot of games you could kill people at that I think end up at <laughs> Oktoberfests. So she would put a nail in someone's head and uh, her and the other barmaids would just take turns smacking no, someone's no. head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Having like having the game early in the movie yeah. would be fine. And then like later as a callback, you can see her sneaking up just behind somebody and like holding a nail like on their head. Ooh. And then the next shot is a cutaway to her like winding back with a hammer. And then splat. Oh, nice. Fuck. That's a good idea. Well, shit. I think we got through. Okay, what's what's the uh, what's the name of this one? I like fest. Fest is great. So like terror fest. Oh or, yeah. Like, kill fest. Um, killtober fest. Yeah. Kill oh, that's good. That's good. Killtober fest. killer fest or something. Octo. <laughs> she kills eight people every year. Ooh. Ooh. Or ten for one for every month or something like that. <laughs> How often is Oktoberfest? Once a year. Once a year for like two weeks. Okay, she could fit in like eight to ten, I think. Sweet. Do we want to do? We, we think we got some. We got some good pitches. That's good man, that's good. I, I think, think we got some good some shit. Good pitches. Uh, if you guys, uh, audience, if you guys want to, uh, you know, build off our pitches or send us some scripts or or uh, some illustrations, uh, just hit us up on our Twitter at GBGB Podcast or or DM us. I would love to see that. I really want to see. <laughs> Arbor or, man murdering someone in a tree costume. <laughs> or if you know, like, uh, if you have an idea for a holiday themed, like, movie, yeah, or yeah. like a, you know, specific killer in mind, and you want to drop some concept art or tell us a little blurb about it, you know, that'd be great. We'd read it on air. Heck yeah. I'll do a, um, I can do an Instagram story question yeah. and people can fill in. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a little, I also have a little Halloween activity um, to kind of prepare for you guys if you guys are, uh, are ready. In, 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 I kind of wanted to do this with our last Halloween episode because we didn't really get to talk about Halloween candy too much. Um, so I devised a Halloween candy quiz because I realized a lot of Halloween candies um, have really wacky names. Um, so and, and I think this is something that uh, Ryan might dominate in because he's like 90 years old and likes old candies. Um, but I, I do think this will be a fun activity for us. So. Here's the rules, guys. It's going to be between Jason Ryan and whoever gets the most points wins, okay? Is this going to go uh, as poorly as the Scooby-Doo trivia? <laughs> no, no, this is going to be good. This is going to be good, Ryan. I promise so, not to yell, suck my dick, if I get one of the questions right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to... So for, I'm, I'm going to go question by question. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to list a bunch of candies and you're going to guess which one is the real candy, okay? Yes. So, I'm down for this. I'm here for this. All right. Uh, does that does that sound good? Does that make sense? So how many times can we hit the ball before it goes back over the net? Just I, I'm just going to say all these candies and then and then you're going to guess the, the one that's real. OK, and and right. No, no shouting the right answer before I'm done with the question. OK, we want to do have competitive spirit. I don't want you guys to spoil it for the contestant because I only have so many questions I made here, guys. It's not like Scooby Doo where I had forty, okay? So we need to have a winner by the end of this. Okay, oh, wait, and we want the we want the people to play along. Mark. Yeah. Are these okay. so wait, so hold on. Are yeah. these comments yeah, okay. directed at me? Oh my god. I'm I'm just saying it I'm saying it to anyone out there who's playing this game. 
who's not Jace. So, first question. Okay. Which, which one is the real candy? Sugar mommies, sugar papas, sugar creepy uncles, sugar babies, or sugar beans? Wait, do you want us to action to okay, say the wait, answer, wait. or are you... Um, let's see. What's the best way to do this? Okay, so you guys have an answer on both your heads. You can't change it, okay? So, yeah. Ryan, what's your answer? Sugar babies. Okay, Jace? Yes, sugar baby. Yeah, see, this is the way sugar it doesn't matter. Okay, this is the easy, this is the easy one. Okay, this is okay. the easy one. All right. I'm going to switch the order every time. That way, you know, you guys can't cheat off each other. Oh. So, okay. Second question. Okay, so you guys, you guys are one and one. Question two. Chuckles, ha-has, Laffy Good Goods, or Raffles? Which one's real? Same again. Jace? Okay. Chuckles, ha-has, Laffy Good Goods, or Raffles? Ha-has. Ryan? Okay, so I think I know this one. I think it's Chuckles. It is Chuckles. All right. What we kind of candy is Ryan. that? <laughs> Some old school, like, old person candy from the 20s. Oh, I, think. I forgot these were old candies. Some okay. of them are old. Some of them are, some of them are recent, though. Okay, so LMAOs. LMAOs. Um, question three. Okay. Choco Yum Yums, Choco No Nos, Choco Numbers, or Choco Num Nums? Oh, no. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I gotta go with Choco Numbers. That one's good. Made me laugh out loud. Alright, uh, Jace? Choco Yum Yums. Uh, you are both wrong. It is Choco No-Nos is the correct one. Oh, wow. We are still 2-1, Ryan. Why was a no -no? That's a failed marketing scheme. That's well, why they're dead. Here's, hold on, guys. Choco No-Nos is a recent candy and actually has no cacao in it. It's, it's all artificial chocolate. Oh. For allergies. <laughs> Cacao harvesting is terrible for yeah, a lot it of is. it is. Boy, anyway, got chocolate, just... you cowards. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, number four. This is the rope round, guys. Rope candies. All right. Nerds rope. Shut the fuck up, Ryan. Tootsie rope. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers rope. Pope rope. Poop rope. Or sweet tarts rope. Which one's real? Uh, That's a lot next. of questions. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I can do, say it, it again. do it again slowly. <laughs> Tootsie rope, Jolly Ranchers rope, Pope rope, poop rope, or Sweet Tarts rope? Tootsie rope. All right, Ryan? You know, I don't know why you would throw in two that aren't actual candies, so I'm going to go with Pope rope for some reason. <laughs> okay. You're both wrong. It's, it's Sweet, sweet tarts, tarts rope. Yeah, it's damn it. Wow. Tootsie rope sounds like a long dookie you'd take. Um, I, I was pretty proud of that one. So we're still That's what I was imagining. They, yeah. they make Tootsie yeah. Rolls in a lot of shapes. So they do roll yep. like ribboned Tootsie Roll was. It seems plausible. Like they Tootsie Roll. If you're out there, give it a try. Don't do that long thing where it's like multiple pieces. You know, yeah. I like the one that's like a cigar, you know, anyway, I like a Twizzlers rope, which is just Twizzlers. <laughs> just a Twizzler. They could just like shoot Twizzler out of the whatever press they put it through and fill up that oh. whole tub so it's like you're like you know i live alone i just need a, a rope of twizzler <laughs> oh like the red yeah the red vines tub yeah. yeah 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 if someone shot it out of like a hot glue gun style thing like i i, I could eat it like that uh, oh okay. that's a good that's a good invention you buy like a yeah, yeah. hot glue gun but instead of glue coming out it's like twizzlers, it's twizzlers probably dangerous you could okay. kill somebody well somebody could kill somebody with that oh there we it's go it's hot enough that'd be a good kill that's another halloween movie 
okay. Question five. We're still two one. Ryan. Okay. Okay. This. Okay. Abba Zaba, Gabba Gabba, Grabba Nabba, or Yo Gabba Gabba. Ryan. I know that Yo Gabba Gabba is like a children's thing. So I don't remember exactly what they were, but I'm gonna go with the first one. Okay, I can repeat them. Sure. Abba Zaba, Gabba Gabba, Grabba Nabba, or Yo Gabba Gabba. I like the first Jason? one, Abba Zaba. I'm gonna, uh, I played Yo Gabba Gabba a lot, and um, I'm gonna imagine that they had a themed candy for the rapping dog. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Your answer is Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Ryan is correct. It is Abba Zaba. I think you I was might be thinking of Parappa de Rappa. Yeah. Parappa de Rappa. Am I thinking of, yeah. Kick punch pluck. Yeah, yeah, so I actually I was actually eating the Abba Zabba the other day. Underrated oh. candy. They sell them at some gas stations still. Um, we are what is that? Three one? Ryan. Let's let's make the how many more questions are there? Oh, uh, there's more. So question six. Munch a munch, bunch a crunch, crunch a crunch, or crunch a bunch. Chase? Uh I think it's B bunch a crunch. Okay. That's what I was gonna say, so I'm gonna Ryan? say crunch a bunch. All right, Jace is correct. Nice. It is Bunch of Crunch. Uh, we are sitting at 3-2, Ryan. Crunch my bunch! Cl Crunch it! <laughs> <laughs> Closing the gap. <laughs> All righty, we're, we're getting it. That, we're, now, we got a, now we got a competition. So, uh, question seven. Sour skeletons, sour skulls, sour balls, or sour femurs? Ryan. Sour. What are the, what are the first couple? Sour skeletons, sour skulls, sour balls, or sour femurs? I just, I, I don't know. I have to go with sour skulls, I guess. That's the one Jace. that I want to go with. Um, but knowing Denali's fascination with balls, I think I might have to go with sour <laughs> balls. <laughs> I think it's a ploy. I don't think it's related to a body part at all. It is sour skulls. Uh, so that is a point for Ryan. We got four to Ryan. Um, number eight. Okay. Well, so do you want to make this uh, what is, worth two points now? Oh, so okay. Okay, so we're we're in we're cl closing it on sudden death here. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let's let's do that. Let's let's make them let's make them two pointers now. So we're at four two. Um, number eight. Goobers, lubers, goob goobers, or gooby goobers. Jace. Goobers. Ryan. I Okay, I'm sorry for how adult this sounds, but like I really I think you would find a funny candy named Lubers and then make all the things up. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Lubers. All right, it is Goobers. Oh, we are at four four. We're tied for first. Is that what a Willy Wonka rule candy? Uh, it's chocolate covered peanuts. It's old old timer skin. Oh <laughs> fucking god! I wish I was wrong. <laughs> Ew. I'm a Goobers. Yum, yum, yum. All right, number nine, beaver dam bars, choco cow balls, squirrel nut zippers, or turkey gobble sticks. Jace. I'm thinking it's a peanut butter candy. I'm going with C. Squirrels. Squirrel nut zippers. Yep. What's the cow okay. one? Beaver dam bars, choco cow balls, squirrel nut zippers, or turkey gobble sticks. I want the Choco Cow Balls. That's like, it actually makes sense because there's milk and chocolate and stuff. Alrighty. The correct answer is C, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh! Are those those weird, <laughs> ugly, peanut-shaped? They are uh, square kind of caramels with nut clusters in them, like chopped peanuts in them. 
I don't know what the zipper has anything to do with it. All right. We are at 6-4. Jace with a healthy lead. Number 10. Bitto sticks, long boys, yummy logs, or sugar poles? What? So, what did you just say? Were those all I phallic? Think the, I think the answer is Bitto sticks. Can we just say it again? Bitto sticks, long boys, yummy logs, or sugar poles? I think it's Bitto sticks. Jace? Um... Is this the final round, and is it like you've that got, one TV show where I'm allowed to say the same answer as Ryan and outbid him by two. one dollar? <laughs> I would respect the strategy, but the audience would not like it. So you've got two. You got two more questions after this one. So okay, I want to go with D. I want to go with sugar sugar pole. Because okay, the correct answer is actually long boys. Oh. We're still at wow. six, long four. boys. Okay. You said you didn't have as many questions as the Scooby-Doo trivia, but this is actually more questions than the Scooby-Doo trivia. Ryan, I came up with over 60 fake candy names for this game. Damn it. We're going to say all of them on the air. All right. Number 11. Zag nut, big nut, nut pop, or square nut? Uh, Jace. Big nut hitting that button. <laughs> what were the other two? Zag nut. Big nut, nut pop, or square nut? I'm going with nut pop. <laughs> the correct answer is actually zag nut. Uh, we are still at 6-4, Jace. Uh, the final question to either tie it up to sudden death or to have... Uh, uh, well, this will be worth three points. I've just... Ooh. Okay. I'm going to mute myself when Ryan does his answer. And then... So I won't know what you said, and then I'll come back in, and I'll give my answer. That's okay. Okay, that's a good idea. Like, take your headphones off or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Final question. Worth three points. Um, here we go, guys. This could decide the winner. All right, let's do this. Big Dookie Choco Pile, Lemon Candy Pee-Pee Jar, Sour Flush Candy Toilets, or Sugar-Coated Toilet Snakes? Say this again. <laughs> Big Dookie Choco Pile, Lemon Candy Pee-Pee Jar, Sour Flush Candy Toilets, or Sugar-Coated Toilet Snakes? Okay, I have a guess. Okay. I'll, I'll do C, the uh, toilet. Okay. Will it flush? Okay. Jace? I have a feeling this is one of those, um, when you said these names, uh, for, yep. specifically for the last three, I'm thinking of one of those shitty candies that's like clear and then filled with like some kind of gobbledygook on the inside. Oh, um, yeah. And just made by a, a sick fuck. Uh, but I am going to go with C, the, 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 to the, I'm imagining like a clear candy filled with a yellow mm -hmm. inside. Well, you're both correct. Sour flush candy toilets is the correct answer. Jace. You are crowned winner of our Halloween candy challenge. Aww. Congratulations. You won the quiz. Um, I am. I'm really proud of some of these candies I made. Uh, I like yeah, big man. dookie choco pile. Uh, yeah, um, I'm pretty proud of choco cow balls. I uh, actually rope. guessed that one. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I can't believe Pope Rope got a guess. Yeah, that yeah. got a guess. Well, it was more likely than poop rope. So what right, I was right. doing. <laughs> Is if, if you had two that were somewhat similar, I would yeah. choose one of them. Mm. Yeah. I thought Bitto Sticks really seemed like a candy. 
I thought it literally was a candy. Candy. But yeah. long boy sounds like something I just make up as a yes. candy. I thought that would really thought, throw you. Because it's guys. a description of like on like an Instagram all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, good job, guys. Congratulations to Jace uh, for winning our challenge. Uh, munch but you guys want a bunch. <laughs> uh, let's get down to our movie uh, portion of the podcast, folks. We did see a movie this week. Who whose turn is it for the uh, synopsis? Me, Jace. Yeah, whoever hasn't done one. Yeah, I did MBV. It's me. Last week. Okay. We don't have to deliberate. <laughs> we do every week. <laughs> we'll take it away by all means. Uh, this week we watched Halloween 1978 and one of, if not the first, slashers ever made. This is a pretty easy one to summarize. Uh, besides, I think the only explanation I need to give is in the beginning. Um, a kid... Kills his sister. Not sure if he kills his parents. On Halloween night, in a clown costume, is taken to a mental asylum. And 15 years later, escapes again the night before Halloween? Yeah. Escapes the night before Halloween. Travels 150 miles to his hometown to wreak havoc as the pseudo-boogeyman. Um, his... Uh, kind of conflict is namely with Jamie Lee Curtis, who is playing Laurie Strode. Uh, and yeah, there are some other people, but it's pretty much for, to, for me, for me, it's just Jamie Lee Curtis and, and, and yeah. Michael Myers. Um, yeah. The Danimals lady, <laughs> the Danimals lady for yoga that makes you poop good. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so we're, we're really just uh, the, premise of the story lies around the night of Halloween for Jamie Lee Curtis uh, leading up to uh, dance the next day and murder, in, murder. A, in a small Midwest town in the fall. Yeah, I think that's I mean, that's well said. You set the premise up. There's nothing else to be said except for the exact events of the movie. Yeah, right. Um, so, right. I know this is one of your your fave movies. Yes. Uh, you, you, you've talked about the four jace was this your first time watching this yeah it was okay this was my my first time as well um there was a lot of hype uh for me to watch this because i was like okay this is one of the og slashers um i think i was expecting like a fucking gore fest and just kind of like a campy crazy movie um but i was surprised uh by how like patient and atmospheric this movie was dude like they took their time and then, and then when the scares came, I, I, I did make the dookie in my pants uh, just the way they wanted me to. I don't know. What was your take, Jace? Uh, okay. I would say, <laughs> yeah, same. Not, uh, not relying on gore. Um, in fact, there's a funny scene where they completely miss the addition of any gore. And then the, the terror is really instilled into you from uh, really long shots sitting on one scene. And then it feels like shadows moving across screen. You don't know where Michael's going to come from. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, this must be the first movie where you have creepy guys standing halfway behind a bush just staring in the background. And man, was that freaking cool and creepy. Holy cow. Um, I love the setup uh, for this movie. And, and Ryan, I'm sure you can, you can talk more about this, but like, I totally saw um, how this was influential on other, other stuff. Like, even like that scene in Drive where he's standing outside the window with a mask on. That was totally from this movie. You know, things like that. But also, the banging soundtrack, the synth spikes. Oh, man, was that good? Yeah. So like my favorite thing about John Carpenter movies is the music. He does it all himself. 
movie guys like he makes yeah. the movies he writes the movies he directs them sometimes he's in them and he writes all the music it's and pretty awesome yeah you can tell this movie was made for, from with for like five dollars too like this yeah. it was very scrappy <laughs> the uh the audio was kind of like the mix was really weird uh, like you could tell a lot of the scenes are like overdubbed. Yes. <laughs> yep. That okay, so that like that's very common. That happens in almost every slasher movie. There's yeah, MBV we Parsons saw or not. Yeah, but like so think about like Friday the 13th, they're outside in the rain a lot and they don't have mics, you know, right over the actors heads during that, so they right. dub they have to dub a lot of stuff in these old movies. And also they didn't have this sensitive microphones and like the sound capture that we have the technology we have today for like you know yeah. taking out background noise and things totally fair real quick i wanted to talk about michael myers just as like a a dude like because i think a i was surprised yes this dude he was a he was just a guy um but like i i think in my head i imagine michael myers as someone being in his 40s or 50s built like a brick shit house kind of like jason um but to see it like he's a 23 year old skinny man in this He's just like this guy. I don't know. I, I was I was surprised that he was just he just seems like a youthful uh, dude who's just kind of hanging out. And I was surprised by how normal he seemed um, outside of being a creepy guy with a mask who doesn't talk. And extraordinarily strong. Dude, what the fuck is this? Does this OK, does this mental institution have like a weight training gym? Because why are they do? Why are they letting this dude like deadlift? <laughs> <laughs> like because he picks up probably a 150 pound dude with one arm and lifts him in the air and stabs him so hard he like stays there in the air against the wall i don't know i can't lift i can't lift a weight straight up in front of me with one arm with my not bending my elbow and just lifting it straight up in the air there's some weird the term, stuff surrounding yeah. him i think ryan you might have you might end up you've seen because the other you, movies because you've yeah, seen the other movies maybe you have, um, you know, the, the bigger picture. And I know they've taken a few different routes to kind of explaining what it is. I had to get past that in my head, the just a guy thing, because I was looking yeah. into it way too much. And l we should talk about later, like motive for him. I was just like, mm -hmm. it, it can be just a guy, but he ripped that gate off and <laughs> he, he tore a gate off of its hinges he breaks a window with his hands he's like extremely ex extremely fucking yeah break he's insanely strong yeah he's i think he's a fucking t-1000 because like literally i mean we can you know it's it's been like 40 years guys we can say, we can talk about the ending like jamie lee curtis stabs him in the in the throat with like a knitting needle that thing gets like six inches deep he gets shot like fucking 10 times shot in the eyeball and then like thrown off like a you know he falls off you know two-story building and then he just keeps getting up he just keeps coming he's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> which i just thought was totally terrifying at the end um this guy was scary for me he was just a guy but i thought he was scary okay that's i mean i'm just sitting back listening to you guys because yeah. This is this is amazing to me. It's like when I had Julie watch all the classic movies with uh, Twist at the end. I got to like kind of watch her go through it and talk right. about with her afterwards because <laughs> she had no idea that they even had twists. So like to see you guys, I know like experience this. It's yeah. really really neat. I wish I could go back and watch these movies for the first time, and you never really can. Uh, I love this movie. This movie is absolutely flawless. So if you want to know a little bit more about Michael Myers, so. He really is from Canada. 
Well, right. <laughs> so the idea behind Michael Myers in the later movies is that he becomes um, known as what we call the shape. So characters will often refer to him as the shape. And like, if you like talk about Halloween movies with fans of the series, they'll just talk about the shape. Oh, yeah, you see, oh, the okay. shape. And so he's kind of actually um, depersonified. Like, he is turned into an inanimate object that is just evil because he has, like, Loomis, the doctor, says a couple times, uh, he's pure evil. Pure he has evil, no yeah. emotions. He has no thinking in his brain. He just wants to just kill people. He has no, mm-hmm. like, sense of life or death or that he's even alive. Right. So they kind of dehumanize him and call him the shape. And that it's kind of a fun thing. They didn't think of that when they made this first movie. They were just like, let's just stab people. Well, in the credits, he's credited as the shape. Oh, okay. uh, for this one. Yeah. And I, I was wondering about that. I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I was going to ask about that. But I, that's actually interesting that they call him that later. Yeah. So I think in this movie, um, you're right about it being so iconic that other people have copied it. And you're like, oh, I saw this guy standing there for the first time. It's, it's yeah. not the first slasher movie. I think the first slasher movie technically would probably be like Psycho. And then a few years before this, there was a movie called um, Black Christmas. Yeah. Which ding, ding, ding for us. But it, it's generally the first like procedural slasher mm-hmm. movie. And right. for that reason, it has uh, this kind of thing that sometimes you consider the Seinfeld effect where like yeah, Seinfeld, Seinfeld is funny was, because it's yeah Seinfeld is so revolutionary that every series after it copied it therefore yeah. when, now if you've seen like other sitcoms and stuff you go back to watching Seinfeld for the first time and you're like this isn't funny this has been done a thousand times yeah and that's kind of what Halloween is like uh you know the idea of the killer like getting up after he gets his throat slash is we're like, okay, Lori, like, run. Like, what are you doing? Like, stab him again. But, like, back then, the audience probably thought that the movie was over. You know, the first time he got stabbed <laughs> in the throat. Mm, so, uh, yeah, I, I really think that the first two-thirds of this movie are flawless. Like, if you're looking to make a horror movie, you can watch the first two-thirds of this movie, and you can learn something from every single shot, I think. Well, and... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was I was gonna say like um to talk about the first two thirds of the movie, the setup for for Michael Myers I think is is interesting because it must take place in a movie or in a in a world where horror movies don't exist. Yes. Um, because I don't know about you guys, but if I was Jamie Lee Curtis and I looked out the window of my school and saw a fucking guy in a white mask standing outside of his car across the street, I'd freak well, the fuck out. Consider it's Halloween. No, dude, I would still freak the fuck like because he shows up multiple times, like behind bushes, following her. She does freak out. That that's kind of the whole thing, right? She's the only one who sees him. And not so in the telling way. Her friends. Like so, not in the way. And then think about think this. Okay, they're watching the thing on TV. Yeah. The monsters throughout, you know, film up to this point have always been non-human. And John Carpenter, three years after this, remade the, the thing, yeah. and it's my favorite movie ever. But, but like, like all uh, the all, all the monsters that everybody's seen are not human. So we don't have to worry about humans. And that's the theme of this movie. If, if I want people to take away one thing from this movie, it's that a good horror movie takes a slice of time and says, what are people afraid of? What are people afraid of right now in time? And in the 70s, people were afraid of things like home invasions and serial killers and kidnappers. And so what this movie did 
is they put the first two thirds of the movie in daylight. Okay. And they said, you have to be afraid in your daily life. When you aren't at home and your kids get home from school during those two hours, you need to be scared because there could be a man watching them through the window. When you aren't taking your kids to school yeah. and you're letting them walk to school, you need to be scared because there could be a man waiting to kidnap and murder them. Okay. Yeah, like, like that scene with Lori when when she she had seen this guy like now like a dozen times, and then mm -hmm. the little kid's like, "Hey, Lori, there's a boogeyman's outside waiting for us," and she's like, "Ha ha, go keep playing." Yeah. I <laughs> would have connected some dots. Well, right, and that's the thing. It's like when you're babysitting somebody and the the kid says he sees something. You need to be scared when you put your kids with a babysitter. You need to get yeah. scared because this movie was originally called The Babysitter Murders. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, wait, maybe there's a better theme to go on here. And yeah. they went with the Halloween and they rewrote it. That's um, that whole concept of, of, of Michael Myers uh, being just a guy or, or being a force of nature. I think, Jace? Force of nature. You know what? You want, I, I did a scientific yeah. experiment today to determine whether or not he was Jag or <laughs> Freak Beast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You brought the scene up. She's sitting in class. She gives a collegiate level answer to a book that nobody mm -hmm. in our age would have got given because <laughs> we would have read Spark Notes. But she looks out at him. She looks back to answer, and she looks back outside. Sixteen point three eight seconds later. He is gone completely out of frame. Now, mind you, I'm taking some liberties with this. I'm assuming that because nobody is paying attention and it's not that far away, that the car was off when he was standing beside, behind it. Took some liberties. I did yeah. this myself outside. Okay. Car unlocked because he probably didn't <laughs> lock the car, but car off. Yeah. It took me 18.4 seconds to get around my car <laughs> at Michael Myers walking speed, get into right. it. Turn it on, which I think my automatic start engine would probably be about the same speed as his key start, and then put it into drive. So he either. Oh, <laughs> this is Jason. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. That's hilarious because this is debated endlessly. People people talk about that scene in particular. Like, um, when we're not looking at Michael, is he sprinting? Yeah. <laughs> How does he get out of frame so quickly? Like, like sneak up on people. But. Uh, I think that's actually a, like a continuity mistake. So the whoever was in charge, like the script master, whoever's in charge of um, making sure things are in the right places, forgot that he's standing on the passenger side. I think they should have like probably should have made him stand be standing on the driver's side and have the car facing the other direction. I think that's the simple explanation. I think the um, you know talking about continuity, it seems to me that. For every time he's presented, he's always behind an object. I, whether or not he's completely covered or partially covered, I think in almost every shot we get of him, yeah. he is behind yeah. or concealed partially. Which I, think I the didn't first time is after he's, after he's stuck the guy to the wall and he's just staring at him for like ten seconds, and it's it's scary as hell. It's a scary shot in the movie. Uh, yeah. That's like the first time we see his whole body. Right. I think this goes off of kind of what we talked about in uh, My Bloody Valentine is like, what the fuck does he do when he's when the camera's not on him? He's sprinting, but also like his 150 mile road trip. <laughs> is he using his blinker? He had to fill up for gas. The other thing is, you probably saw this. There is a scene where he's driving behind the sheriff, right? The sheriff is talking and he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. A murderer escaped and some guy broke into this hardware store and stole a bunch yeah. of knives and a mask. Probably nothing. 
And then, like, you see Michael Myers stop at a stop sign, look both ways, <laughs> and then make a perfect left-hand turn from his lane to his lane. Didn't use his blinker, but did stop at a stop to come to a complete stop. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny, because he has some knowledge of traffic laws, despite never driving. Okay, so this is kind of funny. There's two main theories about this. The first okay. theory is that, so Loomis would have to drive him back and forth to, like, uh, places all the time where he would watch like the bus driver and so he'd watch uh, people driving okay. um the second theory i think they ex actually explain it in one okay. of the other movies they give like an explanation about how he learned how to drive i don't remember what it is <laughs> yeah but it's, okay yeah yeah i don't i'm sorry i don't remember halloween four uh but so it's kind of funny these little details that people love people take everything at face value and that's what I love about Jace's experiment. Like, Jace wasn't just like, oh, it's stupid how he's like just supposed to like run around the car. Jace is like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to see what actually happened in this movie. He does the Dukes of Hazard slide across the hood, <laughs> jumps in through the window. That's how powerful he is. With one hop off a leg, he can completely effortlessly glide across the roof. Like, <laughs> <laughs> grease lightning style. I think. He actually just picks up the car and runs away with it. He's so <laughs> fucking strong in this movie. <laughs> so, I was going to um, mention this earlier. Going from My Bloody Valentine to this, it yeah. was really hard for me throughout the whole movie because I was just like, motive, motive, motive. What's the motive? What's the motive? What's the motive? And the whole yeah. movie is presented in a way that's just a complete under-explanation. It's really mm -hmm. basic. And I think... It's better that way. Yeah. But I agree. I, I had to really fight myself because we've grown up on horror and we have seen right. a, lot more, a lot more scary movies outside of this that the logical part of me while I was trying to watch this and being gross was like, I need to know why he's killing these people. And it might mm -hmm. have just been because I was thinking that he just kills people who have premarital sex, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... I think a great way to address that is they made this movie largely from the perspective of the people getting killed, right? And, like, they didn't even know he was there the whole time. So, like, in a horror movie where the people are trapped in a location and they're trying to get out and there's a, you know, a killer and they know the killer's there, then you kind of need a motive a little bit more. But in a situation where someone's just watching someone through a window, I think it's really nice to know as much as the characters. And right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of artificial because we know as much as the characters because there isn't anything to know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he just loves killing. He's a, he lo he's a slashing man. Very artistic. Chopping. Yeah. Chopping fan number one. <laughs> oh, with the gravestone? Yes. <laughs> Perfectly placed bodies. Dude, he has like a sense of humor because like that scene where he has the, the sheet and he wears the glasses over the He's hilarious. And also, like, most other movies, the, the bodies just pop up, like, random places. In this movie, like, you act they actually show him, like, moving the bodies. <laughs> they show him, like, put it over here. oh, crap, I killed her in the garage, but only the front door is unlocked, so I gotta, like, take her body out of the car and rock <laughs> around the entire house. What is his, his I guess... That's part of it. He can't be relatable. I think that was intentional. Yeah. Um, you don't know what's going on in his head when he's just standing there, um, which I think part of, is part of what makes it so fucking creepy. But for a movie where you have a killer 
um, standing behind somebody when they don't realize it. I think this is like speaks to everyone who's like has high anxiety because um, I'm constant. You probably like even just recording. Sometimes I just look behind me if I hear something. Uh, I was watching this with the door behind me in the bedroom. I was watching oh, no. it with headphones on like this. And then Amber, like, I think six different times had to get my attention. So she would, you know, tap me on the shoulder um, or like open the door really loud. And then, like, like a jump scare would happen. We'd come out and stab someone. I'm like, ah! and then Amber, like, grabs my shoulder to, like, ask me something. I'm like, ah! And this is the worst movie to be snuck up on. Um, but I think anyone who's like anxious about someone standing behind them, uh, they will really get the shit scared out of them by this movie, because that is literally like the whole movie. Yeah, I totally agree. And really, really uh, kind of like a relevate, a really a, God, I can't say these words. Regulation. Relevant. Elephants. A relevation. It's kind of a, it's a relevation in the field. <laughs> it's a game changer in the field. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah. Matrix revolutions. <laughs> yes. Because Psycho, the kills mm-hmm. were foreshadowed and you had the shower kill which was um partially point of view and also not like someone standing behind somebody and then you had black christmas which is all point of view of the killer so this was kind of the first movie to do the you are currently seeing somebody that the characters don't see and that is right i think a recent movie that's a new ip that has done it well was the original the strangers oh came Lord. in like middle high school and so there's several scenes that build on this movie. Like it's obviously like ripped right from this movie. Totally. I, that's that was the other movie I thought of. The, the Strangers. Uh, that movie made me shit my pants like ten times. Um, Depends. This, adult uh... diapers for holiday <laughs> lovers like me. Like I think we we did this a little bit uh, in My Bloody Valentine. I think let's. I think this is also a good section. Do you guys have a favorite kill in the movie? Yeah. Um, Okay, right. You go ahead because you, you probably know the kills pretty well in this. There's a difference between favorite kill, like the act of killing, and the favorite scene where somebody dies. Okay, Jesus, Fry, I don't need to get so fucking around. <laughs> it's, it's not Boing. the same killing and, and taking a life. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, my favorite like kill itself is obviously yeah. the impale on uh, the which, door. Which one? The impale, oh, like, oh where, he, where he lifts the, the guy up. Oh, um, man, that was fucking brutal. Yeah, for, yeah. For the, for the afterwards, like, where he's just staring at the body, like, tilting his head, like, he's examining it, like, a, like an artwork or something, and, like, huh, that's what this would look like. Yeah. Super but my creepy. favorite, I think, scene is the kill in the car with Annie. Mm. The build-up to that is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, we wait 30 minutes oh, for that shit. Jesus. And then she's walking around, getting stuck in windows, like, yeah. <laughs> the most helpless oh, person ever. Oh, my God. Okay, so she goes to the car to pick up her boyfriend and realizes that the car is locked. Yep. And so she goes, she doesn't have the keys. So she goes back in the house, grabs the keys, and this entire time we're like, we're just waiting. Any second her throat's going to get slapped. Yeah. Like, literally uh-huh. any second. But she walks back in the house, grabs the keys, walks back outside, goes into the garage, and the car's unlocked. She just opens the door. And she does not realize it. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Fuck. Yeah, she didn't Dude, even use the keys. Rewatch that scene, Denali. It's flawless. Oh, she gets God. in the car and she starts the car, or she's about to start the car, and she looks at the windshield, and the windshield's all fogged up. She takes her oh, finger and fuck. she wipes some of the fog. She's like, "What is this?" And then Michael sits up in the back seat and strangles her. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's all one shot, essentially. There's like one cut when she opens the door. It's just flawless. That's how you know yeah. he runs everywhere because he's so sweaty and he's breathing so heavily <laughs> that he got in the car. Like, breathing the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Jace, do you have a do you have a favorite kill in the movie? My favorite, um, yeah, my favorite kill, the one that like really got me into wow. Uh, Michael Myers is a freak of nature, pure evil. Is when they come into his house in the home. And it's shown, uh, we have the doctor and the sheriff on the screen. And the doctor's yeah. like, oh, he killed it. He was hungry. And it's just like he had killed an animal and was oh, like probably yeah. eating it raw inside it the house. Gone. Yeah. And that was... It was an off-screen um, kill. Yeah. Yeah. And not a person, but that really kind of gets it, you in the mood affected. to... Yeah. Yeah. And then they reprise that later. Yeah. And we have an on-screen dog kill. Yeah. Scary yeah. AF. Like, the idea that you can have a guard dog and you'll be okay is thrown out the window in this movie because he kills the guard dogs. Like, actual guard dogs, not chihuahuas, like German Shepherds. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucked up. It's a pretty fucked up scene. Uh, Ryan, I actually have to agree with you with your, your favorite kill scene with the, the car. That actually got me the worst. Uh, because, like, that scene... <laughs> dude, like, I can't handle tension, a scary tension in a movie at all. And so I'm like, okay, just kill this character, please. And she's like walking, taking her time. Oh, I trip. Ooh, oh, shit. I'm going to open a cabinet, closing it, walk away. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking killing me. Like, I think if I wore a Fitbit, my heart rate would have been like 170 that whole time. Like, I was clenched so hard. And then when the, the kill finally happened in the car, I actually like audibly screamed. <laughs> <laughs> with my fucking headphones in and i scared amber who's in the room with me that got me so dang bad um in a way that scene is a lot like jazz man you know it's like you're not you're not getting the resolution of the chords they're going and then finally when that note comes in man it's perfection good scene Nally, do I you like um car backseat scenes do i I don't think I've ever been asked that. I don't, man, I don't think I've seen another movie that does it, but I'm familiar okay. with the trope. Yeah. There's a few really, really good ones. A couple personal favorites. So, well, I think there's a pretty good one in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. But this is all going to be presented as evidence one day. Against <laughs> right. My the, favorite backseat kill. The, the, the best one, I think, is actually in um, Let the Right One In. It's is a that the one with a vampire movie? love story with a kid? Yeah, it's a vampire okay. movie. And yeah. the there's a guy hiding in the back seat, and the driver doesn't know, of course. And he ends up like going to a gas station. And so the guy has to like he thought he would be on like a deserted road and he could just pop up and kill somebody. But he ends up yeah. going to like a well-lit gas station. And there's other characters introduced in that scene, and it gets the tension like it becomes so high that you're worried for the vampire. Oh, you, end, you end up flipping it, so you're like, oh, don't get fat. Oh, no, don't look there. It's pretty good. <laughs> Got a gripe, guys. Go for it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't like the soundtrack. You didn't like oh. the soundtrack? I thought I, my, first, my very first note to this is actually yeah. intro music claps. Yes. And then oh. the second time, I was like, okay. And then the third time I heard it, I was like, okay. And then the fourth <laughs> time I heard it, I was like, okay. And then the fifth time I heard it, I was like, okay. 
And at one point, there is literally a two-minute, and I can only imagine it worked better in theaters. It seems to me that a lot of the sounds in this movie were probably designed around people watching it in the theater. The droning, high-pitched ring didn't add any part of horror or, or tension or scariness to me. It actually, like, I, was, I watched it. It was completely dark. We had a candle flickering. The music's up pretty loud. And I'm, like, trying to get into this. And I'm just like, please, please stop. Please, for the love of God, stop. And it's just like, Wee! And I'm like, ah! So you're, uh, you're, you're like, the discordant sound threw you out of the movie. Where it's like, it's, yeah, it's it, like uh, tinnitus. Yes. <laughs> so I had a different, because I actually liked the discordant sound. I think it kind of put me on edge. But, like, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, people have different, like, triggers and people have different things. So maybe in a horror situation, if your tinnitus is acting up, you're not going to be scared at all if Mike Myers comes in your house. <laughs> going to be like, where's that fucking guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally think that's, that's a fair criticism. And it can be yeah. something that's personal choice as well. I think um, watching it through the lens of, okay, I hate this. Let me see why it's here. And let me see what happens when they turn it off. Because there's several scenes where they shut out the music completely. And your brain is kind of like, oh, something's about to happen. Like, why is there no music playing? There's music playing during every single scene. But why is no music playing? And some, if someone is usually just like staring off to the side of the screen. And then like somebody, you know, comes up behind them. And I think that sometimes when I hear the music or the sounds really turn off, I end up watching the movie more intently. Mm. No, I agreed. Like the use of silence and then having the synth spike come yes. in was well, also, that made so me jump. they don't use the synth spike on like fake scares, right? There's, there's one, I think, where they do it, but like there's twice where the sheriff accidentally scares somebody from behind. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like total klutz. And he, they, they don't do the ring at all. Those are silent scares, which I think yeah. is great. That um, I've been wondering where that clip is from, from R.L. Grimes Halloween nine from oh, the, this past year. No, he pen. has the he has the oh, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he has that interaction in in one of the tracks. I guess everybody gets one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think, um, you know, we can continue talking about more things about this movie that we liked or disliked, I think, in our reviews. Um, are you guys ready to get into our meters? I've got one more yeah. really quick. Yeah, no, hit, hit us. Jace. Ryan, I'm wondering if you noticed this. No, I can't really just give a timestamp. Uh, okay. So at 26, <laughs> at, at 26, 57, well, they I must have, have a 27, 20 timestamp. So I think, oh I know my God, on. there <laughs> you fucking nerd. In one scene, I had to yeah. go back because there is the biggest hair in the bottom yes. right quadrant of the camera. So I, I actually don't <laughs> think it's a hair. I think what, I think it's like, um, they were, I think, literally hand-cutting the film. And I think something on the film stock, maybe? Or, like, something on like, that happened on wow. the actual film itself when they're, like, uh, turning the negatives into the positives. I think that's what you're talking about. But I know exactly, I know exactly what you mean, yes. I she, just saw it was like... Yeah, she just got home after school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty funny. I did funny. not notice the hair. It's, like, the it's, Jake... it's not really hair shape. It's not, like... Like a curve. I thought it's it like was. Kinda, I thought it was like it's kind of zigzaggy. It's kind of funny looking. It might so, be hair. It might be hair on the, the lens. Jace notices the hair. I don't notice. But then Ryan goes a step further with 
explaining the hair <laughs> as a as a technical uh a film aspect. I think it's great. Did you guys? I didn't notice, notice that. Yeah. Um. So in the interior night scenes, well, and some of the exterior ones, they uh really didn't have the most sensitive film stock, and they didn't really have the best lighting. Yeah. So in film, you really have to overlight. So what they did was they pushed their film like really, really far, uh, kind of like the technical limits of the film. So the edges of the film are all super, super grainy for like the last two thirds of the movie. All right, I guess maybe oh. the last third. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like it, it immediately dates it. If you watch the literally the sides of the move, the sides of the movie at all times are like gray. And they got to go like, shh, huh. like staticky. It's pretty cool. But I think it adds a cool lo-fi effect. I, I honestly, I, I think love it adds it. Like, it. I yeah. wrote down, like, yeah. oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's like vintage clothing. You know, there's just something you can't get nowadays. It's like hearing an old trumpet in a jazz song, you know? Why? What's up with this? Well, now, are we ready for our, what, spiritometer, we're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. School spiritometer. The spiritometer, where we measure uh, how much does this movie match up with the spirit of the holiday it's it's associated with. Who's I'm teeing, Am I teeing off? Is that what we're doing? You tee off. So uh, I'll top off our, our spiritometer. So this movie, it is okay. It is called Halloween. Mm. All right. Uh, however, I did not get a lot of Halloween vibes from this movie, especially coming off of Trick or Treat. You do get a pumpkin in the beginning. You do kind of get a little bit of a fall vibe. But I remember like reading that they kind of painted the leaves to make them look like it's fall. Uh, it didn't it didn't really give me a Halloween vibe. Yes, it was spooky. Yes, it took place during Halloween, but there wasn't a lot of decorations. I didn't see a lot of trick or treaters. There wasn't a lot of candy gags and, and shit like that in this movie. Um, plus, it was originally called uh, what was it the babysitter murders. So the Halloween thing was kind of shoehorned in a little bit and they kind of you know did some thematic aspects but i don't think it was enough to be representative of the holiday you show someone who doesn't celebrate halloween in this movie they're going to be like i don't know anything about halloween still that guy's scary though so i'm gonna give it a two uh, on the spiritometer um i think i'll give it some points for literally calling it halloween <laughs> putting some pumpkins in there uh but other than that i don't really think it's it's very halloweeny Sure. that's that's perfectly fair i'm gonna go with a four um i think that you're right though there is a certain aspect of that's why they're babysitting apparently their parents are like young at heart and they go out to getting fucked up <laughs> with all the other parents. damn <laughs> these guys are cool. Halloween parties and like yeah. that's why they're talking about the boogeyman at school and that's why like people are out trick-or-treating um so I, I i do think there's a little bit it's i'm going with a four it's definitely less than the last two movies all right quick all right i'm gonna i'll go right in between you um yeah the sink and a three Ooh, a little sandwich here a little sandwich um not much more to say i think the kind of feeling that michael myers evoked in me when he would be like up here somewhere and you'd just be standing there and it'd be scary kind of makes me feel like you know, if you're trick-or-treating late at night as a kid and you were, like, on edge. Um, so yeah. not really thematically related to how much Halloween they put in, but there's a little feeling of Halloween. In there. There's a little flavor in there. Yeah. Uh, so are you at a five? I thought you were a two. What, was, what were I you? I was at a two. So I, I, Ryan's a four, a four. I'm a three. So in between those is not five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Three. Okay. All right. So 
Uh, we got a two, three, four for the spiritometer. And shoot, I'm teeing off the movie review. So I was doing some thinking about this movie, about uh, how much I enjoyed it, but also the overall quality of the movie. Um, because I did really enjoy this movie. Um, I found it surprising. I thought it would fall into some of the cliches and tropes. I thought I would find it like really predictable. Um, in some ways, I did, but I think the atmosphere of it really surprised me. I really liked the overall vibe of the movie. I thought I really appreciated how patient they were with the killer. Um, and they weren't like gratuitous to the point where I'm like, okay, what the fuck am I even watching? Um, with that said, the soundtrack was enjoyable. There were some technical elements like I'm going to have to give it knocks for uh, things like quality. I mean, quality of acting. First of all, there's some scenes where it was just straight up bad, man. Like totally. when the girls were talking to each other. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, the girl that's totally in every single sentence. Yeah. <laughs> when you see, hear some of these lines, and I'm like, nobody talks like that. Like, that was so awkward. I think JLC was like one of the, the few people um, who had decent quality acting aside from like maybe the doctor. Um, so I'm going to give this movie, I think, I think I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, because I did really enjoy it. I'm going to knock it just slightly um, just for, for things like that. Also, just for some sound mixing issues that kind of distracted me. Um, but overall, great movie. I could see why it's a classic. Uh, would recommend to horror fans if you somehow haven't seen it, if you're a horror fan. <laughs> okay, I am going to agree. I'm, my score is going to be a nine. Woo! This is very nearly a perfect movie for me. This is up there. I know John Carpenter can do better, and he does do better. So there are flaws. I think I agree with you. My flaws are basically limited to the last one-third of the movie. The Jamie Lee Curtis arc, where she's the sole survivor arc. She makes really poor character decisions. There's really strange edits in that it's pretty obvious that they told her, like, keep acting, keep acting, keep acting, keep right. acting, <laughs> with, with the intention that they were going to cut the film at some point, and then they just left the entire scene in. I think that it did so much to revolutionize the game that we need to take those, I mean, in, into consideration a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, they didn't really know that there was going to be, the, he was going to get up, like kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Scream solves that problem. The movie Scream, like literally talks about this movie and says, don't do this, do this. I think that the, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit in that I think the writing was fine. And I don't hold bad acting against slasher movies because the acting in this movie was phenomenal. Man, watch Chopping Mall. Like, this movie <laughs> was fantastic acting-wise. I think that their use of words in the normal script that yeah. didn't have to do with the imminent, um, like, killings going on, it puts you on edge because there, there would be words like scared and tragic in the actual script when they're just talking about their daily lives. So even though they're talking about things that aren't scary, the tone is set for the entire movie. And that's really genius. I think that there's, like I said before, this movie preys on the nightmares of that generation with the kidnappings and the serial killers and the everyday right. town. Like this, this is a normal town. And when they're in the cemetery, the cemetery keeper and the gravedigger guy says, Oh, Judith Myers, the victim from that crazy killer who's buried here? Every town has one of those. Didn't you hear about this other town? And that's showing you, like, it doesn't matter that you don't live in this town. You live in right. a town, and there's a killer there. Like, th that's really genius, a way to actually put this movie into the audience's lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's very nearly a 10. I'm going to give it a 9. 
Um, I like going last because there's a there's a, a subset of imp- when I feel when I don't know how I feel about a movie, mm-hmm. the impressions you guys give let me you yeah. know kind of rethink it. I don't really like entirely reading how other people felt about the movie online. I feel it gives some of my reviews kind of a kind of bland, maybe. Um, the sure. the things that that have dawned on me since I watched this are that there was some more nuance to Halloween than I gave it credit for thematically throughout the movie that like day night day uh throughout the timeline of the story and then how they presented everything i'm thinking about it and i'm fine i'm more fond of it now than i was when i watched it um i'm still gonna have to give it knocks i think the sounds took me out of it they weren't pleasant to me maybe if it was on more of like a surround type system actually had like 5.1 or 7.1 or something and was watching this in a movie theater um was trying to get set up to watch a horror movie so like the first i would say there were there were some scares for me in this last third but the first two thirds i was kind of feeling not enough tension it might have been because i was again i tried to start taking notes at this but uh i was like okay wait i need to not have this this light in front of me (laughs) yeah notes go away um I did like the characters. I liked the doctor. I liked the writing as far as like the Michael Myers being pure evil. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. I don't want to give it a nine. And I was sitting at seven, uh, but I'm gonna give it an eight. A good score. Yeah. A good score. Not bad, I- John Carpenter. Johnny Carps. <laughs> I hope you have a good good career ahead of you. I need to. Okay. Dear God, that scene with the two kids where they go into the empty house. And they they get at it with each other. You know what? Might as well start eating popcorn in bed or a fucking churro. They're like smoking in bed. Like, why why do all these people fucking eating and smoking in bed? There's there's a scene in Chopping Mall where a guy goes through an entire sex scene chewing gum. No, ah. it's so funny. But yeah, so I, I know what you mean. But that's totally the. Some movies kill people during sex. This movie, you know, killed them afterwards. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Like, I thought somebody was going to get butt stabbed, dude. <laughs> dude, what? I know you've seen it because I've watched it with you, but the original Friday the 13th, that poor Kevin Bacon. Oh, now I know Kevin Bakes dies. Fuck. You can survive well, a butt a stab. Girl, so yeah, he's going to die. No, it's worse, well, dude. It's freaking from the neck like, through this way. And when he's laying on the bed, oh, like, yep. I'm out. Yeah. His, yeah. Oh, but it goes out his butt after that? No. Man, he's really good at stabbing. <laughs> he stabbed him through the back of his head and went out his butt. <laughs> the, the Friday the 13th Jesus is way better, way better stabbing like skills. Yeah. If, if someone told me there was a murderer who stabbed a guy through the back of the head and it went out his butt, I would move out of the country. <laughs> This is the scariest shit I've ever heard. The the reverse impaler. (laughs) This dude is so wicked good at stabbing guys. You really should be careful. We didn't talk about this in the review, I realized, but man, sheriffs, you really gotta tell people about the fucking murderer in your town. He's like, okay, this doctor guy literally just told me this guy is fucking obsessed with, like, the ladies who come by this house. He is here, guaranteed. We saw him here. By the way, someone broke into that hardware store and stole some fucking knives. Um, better not tell anybody about this. Don't want to cause a panic about the murderer in this town. All the doctor, 
we can't yeah. tell anybody or it's going to be all over the news and everybody's <laughs> going to be looking and seeing him everywhere. It's like, I don't. Yeah. Are man. you talking about the local news only? And that would be a good thing because if people see him, maybe you'll catch him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't tell the media. They're going to be reporting on it, this murderer who everyone needs to find right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, sir. Do you think, and you know, we're kind of feel like in media right now we're, we're, and just in general, people are kind of okay with the, the and maybe antithesis type thing happening. Do you think we could pitch a movie to a director where we have like at 45 minutes of buildup to a murderer and then some, he actually does, they do tell the news and then the movie ends five minutes later with him being put into a police car. <laughs> and everyone's like I think it would be a great sketch like, we got him <laughs> and in the next 45 minutes it's like his trial <laughs> it's <laughs> guilty dude it's fucking guilty we there's literally CCTV have on TV cameras everywhere now it's on six <laughs> cell phone videos she literally just dragged a body in broad day <laughs> you GoPro'd yourself killing these people we have the GoPro video I'm the GoPro killer. That's my thing. I GoPro everything. He just I said it right now. <laughs> GoPro, if I you want to sponsor GoPro us. GoPro has like a forum. Yeah, let's make a movie called GoPro. It's about a GoPro killer. Do you think they'll fund it? No. I maybe think... like some, maybe something like called like Headcam. Oh, Headcam. And call Ooh. it Stay Pro. Stay Amateur Cameras. Jeez. No, we're getting Anything? too, Anything? too close to the explicit okay. category. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be a good idea to have like a Halloween-like movie where it's like two hours of buildup, and right when he's going up to the JLC's character, he like steps on a skateboard, <laughs> and falls, and stabs himself and dies. <laughs> oh my god! It just says here the movie. <laughs> Isn't like War of the Worlds kind of like that, where they like go across interstellar space and then they come to the planet and they do all this shit and they literally die because like their you know, microbiologist didn't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't fucking wear a helmet. Jesus Christ, you idiots. What a real fucking idiot move. All right. Well, anyways, you guys want to talk about next week? What movie are we doing? We know um, what we're doing, right? Well, we're doing a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Is Should we even... Should we ditch the formalities and yeah. just get right to it of what we're seeing? <laughs> yes. I've been excited I, for this for a month and a half. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never seen it. Neither have I. It's available on Amazon, which is a huge... I double-checked it to make sure it was available. Thanks, Killing. Uh, it's about a killer turkey? <laughs> I don't yes. know how much about it. It's about a... Yeah, it's about a killer turkey who I think like has some vendetta against people who have killed turkeys in the past. Now, we need to be clear, this is not like the other movies. This is a straight B-movie. Like, this movie, they're making it, and, like, this is going to be terrible when they're making the movie. Oh. Um, there's no professional actors in it. Um, there's literally a character who's top build, and her name is Naked Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, no. I think we're at a weird, like situation in the podcast because last season was so family friendly <laughs> that this season is going to be serious whiplash for the viewers uh well i think we should take this review seriously guys um you know talk about the plot <laughs> and examine this very good movie that they made multiple sequels for and maybe pivot 
maybe so i hope you guys will join us for our review of thanks killing for our thanksgiving special um it should come around thanksgiving ish it should be around that time turkey will probably be in your life uh some sometime around when this comes out i want you guys to reflect and think about uh what we're doing to these darn turkeys and maybe we should pardon more than one a year okay uh so with that follow us uh on twitter <laughs> at gbgb podcast uh follow us on instagram good boys gone bland follow us on the youtubes guys we do have we do record these darn things on video. If you ever want to see like what the picker wheel looks like in our doghouse season, uh, if you ever want to see our cool outfits that we sometimes wear uh, when it's not just sweatpants and hoodies, uh, look at us on YouTube. We need more of those dang YouTube video video views, guys. Um, so follow us on there. Subscribe. Uh, uh, yeah. Plus, we're hot. Yeah, we're so hot, guys. We're so gosh darn hot. I didn't want to say hotter it, than thank my you, voice. Ryan. Yeah, don't don't even listen to me. Just like don't mute even. It. Uh, and then try to tell if anyone comes by trick or treating, just tell them about our podcast. Oh, tell that's the, a good one. Tell the parents. Don't tell the kids. <laughs> oh yes, not kid yeah, friendly. Don't, 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 yeah, tell like if it's like a cool, you know, like a podcaster parent, like you probably see like an NPR bumper sticker on him, just be like, hey, you probably won't like this. <laughs> Ooh, you could also go to your local abandoned mental institute. Break in and oh, spray paint yeah. GBGBs on the wall. Okay, well, let's be real. So New York um, okay. has a has history a bunch of, of mental mental asylums, and oh, Rochester no. has this giant, like fifteen story, abandoned uh, psychiatric hospital that's not very far from me, and yeah. I drive by it all the time, and it's the scariest building ever. And there's like videos on YouTube of people sneaking in and stuff. Oh, it's my crazy. God. I smell a new podcast recording location. Ooh. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is just so-so, honestly. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. You guys got anything to sign us up on? <sighs> was that Darth Vader? It was supposed to be Michael Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> Get out of my swamp! <laughs> <laughs>